Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. Post-genocide Rwanda has made great strides in redressing women's inequality in society. Zacharias Abebe, a fellow at the African Leadership Center, examines how President Paul Kagame's leadership has been able to enhance the participation of women in politics and in society at large. Gender equality. This constantly being referred to these days in Rwanda a country that usually evokes memories of the 1994 genocide. It was one of the worst genocides in, moder in modern history, claiming the lives of more than 800,000 people over a three-month period. Like in most post-colonial countries in Africa, Rwanda saw emergence of a patriarchal system that marginalized women politically, economically, and socially. As reported by the International pa Panel of Eminent Personalities on the genocide noted, and I quote, in the unwritten laws of the Rwandan custom and tradition, women have been people of second-class status, leaving poor Rwandan women even worse off as a group than poor Rwandan men." End quote. Women's ownership and inheritance rights were not recognized. They were not able to engage in commercial activities, and they were also underrepresented in politics. During the genocide, women were specifically targeted. They were victims of torture, mutilation, murder, and above all, sexual enslavement. Rape was particularly used as an instrument of terror. The United Nations Special Rapporteur on Rwanda estimated that up to half of a million rapes were committed. The genocide disrupted the demographics and gender relations in Rwandan society. In its 1996 report, Human Rights Watch, a Washington-based non-governmental organization, described Rwanda as a country of women. It estimated that 70% of the population was female while nearly 50% of the households were headed by women. This figure, however, significantly decreased with the return of men from refuge campus and their release from prison. Scholars suggest that political and social crises provide windows of opportunity to bring changes in society. Crises open up spaces to challenge the status quo and redefine well-embedded social thinking. They make the revision of policies and redesigning of institutions possible. Indeed, the genocide in Rwanda created the opportunity to rethink gender politics and this was effectively seized by President Paul Kagame and the party elites, the Rwandan Patriotic Front. Some commentators pinpoint President Kagame's personal experience and his exposure to the Ugandan's gender policy during his years in exile as factors that shaped his commitment to gender equality. However, Albert Murphy, a noted scholar of leadership, contenders in its leadership analysis as a process that it is the situation and critical needs of the society that defy leadership type. Albert Murphy maintains that leaders emerge when they meet social needs for a particular situation. Accordingly, understanding Kagame's leadership role as champion of gender equality requires understanding the situation and the needs of post-genocide post Rwandan society. Post-genocide reconstruction placed women at the center of this process. Addressing the issue of entrenched gender inequality in the society was critical in shaping the role Rwandan women have now assumed. Kagame and the Rwandan Patriotic Front placed gender equality 
at the core of their construction process. Effective measures were taken to redress gender inequality. With the active involvement of civil society at the national level, the country enacted laws and policies that guaranteed women's right to inherit property. In 2003, the country adopted a new constitution which ensured that women made up at least 30% in decision-making organs. A separate law was also enacted in 2009 to specifically tackle gender-based violence. Furthermore, the government established a Ministry of Gender and Family Promotion to mainstream gender. Women in Rwanda now have become more visible in government positions from top to bottom. In the 2013 parliamentary election, women secured 64 64% of the total seats, making the country the leading female-dominated parliament in the world. Though some pundits still question the real impact of the increased representation of women, studies have shown that higher representation of women in the political space has had an impact far beyond the political sphere. The ripple effect has seen an increase in career and economic opportunities for women. It's also believed that more representation has played a pivotal role in changing societal perception of women in Rwanda as leaders. Rwanda is now considered among the top per performers in gender equality. According to the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Index, which ranks countries on gender equality, Rwanda was fifth in 2016, outperforming most of the developed countries. So, can we say that Kagame is a transformational leader? The renowned socialist James Downton said that during a social crisis, transformational leaders develop missions, define common objectives, and provide solutions in order to address sources of conflict. Transformational leaders are proactive. They break tradition, come up with new ideas and ways of doing things. This is what President Kagame and the Rwandan Patriotic Front did in post-genocide Rwanda. He is considered to have successfully led a gender revolution with a clear vision of gender equality. He has devised new approaches of engaging women, introduced new laws and policies, and he has made his nation a success story on gender equality globally. In recognition of his contribution to gender equality, President Kagame received the African Gender Award in 2007 from a Geneva-based African non-governmental organization. African Women, women Movement is a coalition of women, women's group across the continent, based in South Africa, also conferred Gender Champion Award to him last year. However, his critics express reservations about his seemingly rosy picture. They argue that good laws, policies, and increased number of women in parliament are not sufficient enough to uproot ingrained norms and practices. As the famous English philosopher Stuart Mill said, no great deal of improvement is possible without changing the fundamental construction of their modes of thought. Certainly, the government expects to go beyond numbers and laws. This is the real challenge facing President Kagame's ongoing gender revolution. That was Zacharias Abebe, a fellow at the African Leadership Center. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.